Welcome back to episode 157 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discuss today. First up, Iman and I recap our latest podcast interviewing Jake Steves, the co-founder of BitTensor. Next, should we trust Sam Altman as he testifies in front of Congress? Then, we speculate on how society can control a world that runs on AI. And finally, we explain why the metaverse is the next important frontier. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 157 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. What's up, dude? All right, and on the sticks, we got TJ. Hello. No interview today, Iman, but no, we're back. unfortunately. So we just I, had a very successful interview yeah. with uh, Jacob Steves, co-founder of BitTensor. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of like hype leading up to this internally, at least amongst my own. So. Well, for sure, yeah. And then just, yeah. externally, we're hyping it too. It was a premiere yeah. on, on, on our YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, just because, I mean, we've done interviews in the past and everyone we interview, we were always left, like whenever we, you know, say our goodbyes to our guest. We just kind of like sit here and like, yeah. like shocked to silence for like a minute or so. We're like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? It's like, where are all these like super smart people coming from? Yeah. <laughs> like every time, dude. Yeah. And I think Jake knocked it out of the park of like, as far as like that sentiment coming through. It's like, yeah. dude, this guy's on another plane. Right? Yeah. And thank God you're here, dude. Cause I, if I was just me, I, it would, I would have left the room probably <laughs> <laughs> like halfway through. Because he was getting deep into the weeds of yeah. like um, some of the technical aspects of a tensor. Yeah, right? yeah, it, it was definitely tough. I mean, we're not AI experts. I mean, no. we we know enough to like you know be in the the mix of like understanding. And I think part of our see, we had a good perspective too. Like, you, you don't want like some super deep AI head to be doing yeah. an interview because then you're just gonna talk shop amongst each other and like the core audience still they're not gonna be, understand they're like what the fuck are you guys talking? so we had like a good perspective right like we're very interested in this stuff mm -hmm. we know some a little bit like surface level understanding of how it all works but we want to go deeper mm -hmm. and so we, i think we asked the right questions and me personally i learned a lot yeah same so if i learned a lot i know a lot of people who are watching that interview yeah are probably learning too you know yeah so we learned that uh jake had a conversation with sam altman that was definitely unexpected, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it makes sense. Well, yeah, for sure. I have a feeling like before Microsoft acquisition, that's probably when that conversation might have happened. Whenever, you know, Sam and all of them were much more supposedly supposed to open this whole mm -hmm. field of technology. So it would make sense to kind of like ingrain this into the Tensor's ecosystem. Yeah. Because keep in mind, they've been building since like yeah, 2016, 2016. And I think it's been deployed since like... 2019 2018 something like that yeah so yeah i could i could see him be like hey sam he's like are you serious about this open ai stuff yeah <laughs> and he's like not really yeah i'm talking to microsoft yeah dude bill gates is actually at my house right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but unfortunately it didn't happen yeah so sam altman was also at congress at the same time at the same exact same time which was, was totally unplanned yeah. yeah and um I watched the whole thing. It was like two and a half hours long. And I felt like Sam could be trying to create a moat around himself, like a regulatory moat. With, okay. With that's, that's one of the things I went in, not because I keep hearing the moat thing. Yeah. 
Can you break it down again? <laughs> oh, yeah. Me? Why Why does everybody keep saying moat, like in, in the context of this AI stuff? So, well, okay, but you know, understand what a moat is, right? Like, From like a like an Age of Empires perspective. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know, you, it's like a body of water on a castle, right? Okay, exactly. And you fill them with sharks and alligators and exactly, stuff like that? Exactly, yeah. Gotcha. So think of that <laughs> about that, like the castle being your business. Can't forget the sharks and alligators. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So okay. think, of, think of the castle as your business. You want to create a moat around your business so nobody can attack your moat and take your business down, right? Okay. So that's the idea defense. of like, yeah, it's defense. So what what is what is a good moat? It, yeah. it could be a uh, a patent. Patent's a good moat. Okay. It could be a secret sauce like Coca Cola. Nobody knows how to make a Coca Cola drink because of the so secret it's like recipe. Pr- proprietary. Yeah. IP s- stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Things that make you uniquely like. Tamper proof or exactly uniquely yeah. capable of defending your position in the market. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to uh, Sam and creating a regulatory moat is Sam is going to be contributing to outlining what that regulation is for AI. Okay. And so of course he's uh. going to align his business <laughs> with what he writes on this, this regulatory outline. Based on like the moat he's already like predefined or something? Well, yeah, he would be creating the moat by outlining what the regula- regulations are going to be like for all the AI mm. companies. That's That seems kind of fucked. Well, yeah. It reminds me a lot like whenever Congress was relying on Sam Bankman-Fried. Exactly, yes. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, dude. Okay, Sam Altman kind of does give me, give me like these yeah. SBF vibes. Not only you, there's a lot of people saying the exact same yeah. thing. Well, I don't think he's like a fraudster. Obviously not. Like he has proof that his tech is. Well, I mean, FTX was a proven usable platform too. Yeah. The, the, I don't think I don't know if there's any like fraud involved with what he could what Sam has built. Sam Altman. Yeah, with OpenAI, like that's yeah. clearly like a killer product, killer application. No, and on top of that, he claimed during that Senate hearing that he did, he owns zero percent. of This is what OpenAI. I mean. It's that's the stuff that gets to me. Is like he's portraying this image of like greater than humanity. Like I've I've transcended. Yeah. Like my consciousness has transcended materialism. But and like, but hold on. So <laughs> I, I totally get that take, and yeah. and you're right. However, yeah. just recently. Sam invested in this company called Helios. Mm-hmm. He invested three hundred and fifty million dollars in Helios. You know what? In his own money? Yeah. You know what it does? Uh, helium balloons. Close, I don't know. Close. <laughs> it's got something to do with fusion. Fusion energy. Okay. What does it do though? Like with fusion? So, so they have. I forget what it's called, but uh, <laughs> but it's fusion energy, and they're supposed to sell electricity to Microsoft by twenty twenty eight. So in five years from now, dude, fusion to energy Microsoft? to Microsoft. So Microsoft, per- they, they signed a contract to sell to Microsoft, signed a contract to purchase electricity from Helios uh, by okay. 2028. Like a futures contract almost. Basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, why Microsoft specifically? Well, Sam is like invested a- by Microsoft. Huh. And so he introduced Microsoft to Helios and so what's the benefit for microsoft here it's like it's going to be much cheaper much cheaper electricity and i think there's some regulatory body that that is stating that companies need to get closer to renewable resource consumption okay and so by by 2030 something like that 2030 where are we right now 2020 <laughs> yeah this is a years. long time dude it is but my point is is that the um the connection between microsoft and open ai yeah and the fact that it's deep yeah, it's that, and <laughs> and on top of this, Sam owns nothing of OpenAI, put all his money into Helios. All of it? 
I mean, oh, it's got to be $350 million is a lot of money. So that's yeah, a good chunk. And so, so this is like a Elon like Musk a, type move. Yeah. This feels like he's starting SpaceX, like uh, in the realm of like something Dude, so unfeasible. I think that's, he could be the next Elon. Dude, but I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> he's not as likable. See, maybe I'm just the douchebag though. It's very possible. Well, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people don't like Elon for some reason. I think that's weird. <clears throat> Uh, let me think. What what reasons not to like Elon? Well, he's like a lot more right leaning now. But he's not like again. It's it's that 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 Sam Bakeman freed holier than thou uh, per, per, portrayal that I don't like. And don't Elon's know. the opposite of that. He's out there fucking like f- t- yeah, tens but, nonstop. But remember, but remember in this interview, um, Jake was talking about Elon Musk was also leveraging the social. Um, narratives about renewable resources and and uh global warming like we need we need electric vehicles because of global warming guys so he's like taking advantage of the narrative yeah by so so that the government can support what elon was interesting so everybody's they all do this right this is how you play the game right you kind of leverage the narratives and well i guess what you do is you create like a killer company like you're one of these like Silicon Valley <clears throat> savants. Mm-hmm. I think Sam Altman's definitely one of those. I think both of his parents, like, he was born and raised in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Like he couldn't have been anybody else but himself. Essentially. Yeah, like true. he was like literally navigated t- to become like, he was almost like a, a robot. Yeah. Like that's why he probably has this perception of like, you know, only thing that matters in the scope of the universe is what's happening here, like in this Silicon Valley sector of the of the universe. I mean, to a certain extent, they're right. <laughs> I mean, from the perspective of like, yeah, advancing technology, yeah, yeah it is. I Whatever's mean, happening there. That's the most important thing humanity yeah. has is working on, right? Technology. What I mean, what right. else is more important than that? I don't know, dude. Fucking Netflix shows. Happiness. <laughs> Maybe like some family cook-offs, some chili cook-offs for here and there, you know, crawfish. Yeah. I don't know, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. it just feels a little weird, disingenuous. And yeah, but maybe I'm just, I don't understand. Like, his, maybe Sam Bankman Freed wasn't actually putting on a, like a, a show. Maybe he felt the same. No, I I disagree. I mean, there's evidence to suggest he knew exactly what he was doing. So he was like so texting his buddies, like, he's like everybody's dude, dumb. I, oh, you're right. Yeah, he, he said that. Yeah, he's like, look, I'm actually pulling it off. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, his Toyota Camry. Yeah, like you know his basketball shorts and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's what I mean. So then, if if he was truly trying to like leverage this, like uber nerd you know again like uh, f- fuck capitalism consumerism mm. i'm just kind of like leveraging it in order to advance technology type of mentality yeah but i'm not like dumb enough to actually like subscribe to it yeah yeah sam has a lot of that and i don't know i'm i guess i'm still debating amongst myself how i feel about but, that but also all. try to put yourselves in the in these guys shoes they have enough money like more money isn't isn't going to really change anything for these guys so so then what's your motivation? Your motivation to me, if yeah. it were me, it'd be like, you know, contributing to the construction, the constructive nature of yeah. progressing humanity forward. Going to Mars, like electric vehicles, renewable fusion. resources, fusion. Yeah, like that's that's Becoming what I would be type, doing. Type two civilization, basically. Dude, hell yeah, dude. I meant <laughs> I meant only trust guys with Lambos. <laughs> <laughs> Lambos and uh Yeah, because you know what? It it matches sort of like the I don't know. It, it matches like the motivation and like the outcome is aligned. Yeah. 
right? And so they, they're more trustworthy to a certain extent. People with Lambos, they're like trying to be successful. They become successful to get a Lambo. It's like this guy is easy to understand. Yeah. Versus someone like Sam or Elon or Zuckerberg. So is the reason why Sam Altman said he owns 0% in OpenAI is because he sold his whole share to Microsoft or what? N- not necessarily. Well, then where did he get that 350 mil from? Um, y Combinator. Oh yeah, he sold that too, right? I don't know if he's. I don't actually don't know how he got three hundred fifty million, but well, something he's lying about something, dude. He's got a war chest like that. Let's look it up. Sam okay. Altman net worth. There you go. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> net worth. All right. OpenAI chief executive Sam has a net worth estimated five hundred million, driven primarily Jeez. by his early stage investments in companies including Airbnb, Stripe, ah. Reddit, Pinterest. Yeah, so this is an estimation. So he's a VC. Yeah, of course. Mostly. Yeah. And then the, these like side projects, he's just doing them for fun. Yeah, which... For the greater good. That's what you would do if you have enough money, right? You just work on like cool shit, right? I, I guess. That's yeah, apparently... Well, I mean, what would you do? If I had a bunch of money? If you had $500 million. I mean, yeah, I would just keep investing in cool shit. But like he... Dude, it's, it's hard to build stuff. Like he, he built... Open AI, and it took him many, many years. Like, don't yeah. you think he should, like, you know, reap some kind of reward for but, that? But think about the implications of uh, artificial intelligence. It's like worthy mm. of your time, right? But it's also he's also the same guy in the same breath, where he's, you know, he's also has the reputation of being like one of the biggest preppers on earth because it's, ah. it's almost like he's it has like a back end agenda of like destruction. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm preparing for the end, or maybe he's just. That's smart. Like he, he just likes this technology so so much, but he could see all the different variant variable outcomes, right? Sure, so sure. you got to hedge, yeah. In all cases, yeah. It's like right. thinking like an engineer. You kind of think about all the out- possible outcomes of what yeah. you're developing, right? And it's just one of those things. Like even though even if he knows in the back of his mind, he's like, yeah, most likely this is going to end humanity, disrupt everything, and cause you know a ruckus of some kind. Mm-hmm. If I don't do it, then somebody else is going to do it. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Right. So why not me just do it? Yeah. I think it's one of those types of situations. So. Yeah. I don't know. How do we get on the Sam Altman train again? Like uh, comparing well, him to. Well, we were talking about how Jake had a conversation with Sam. Oh yeah. And and then I asked uh, Jake, you, you know, <laughs> you're in the elevator with Elon. What do you tell him? Yeah. And so he, he gave a pretty long response, but uh, but ultimately. We, we're, we're guessing here that decentralized artificial intelligence is, is the counter action to a runaway AI. Well, that was definitely like one of the main takeaways of uh, inquiries that we got out of Jake, right? Yeah, the whole podcast is named How BitTensor Solves Runaway AI. <laughs> True. Yeah. But I think one of the more shocking like um, revelations was when it, he kind of like, Tied in like alignment theory of like yeah. of, of like how uh, yeah. yeah like AI aligned with human beings somehow is going to be the yeah at least Which, at least give us like a, some sort of like optional various variation it gives us a, a higher probability of our survival if we're aligned with AI yeah or they aligned with us with yeah. the same like uh, value mechanisms yeah right? and and it's interesting because Elon has the same theory but he approaches it in a different way with like joining biology Actual, yeah. and AI. Yeah, but, but no way will the AI like be dependent on us, you know, like oh, even it, if we're merged with them? Yeah. 
because like, AI is still operating from like, you know, the centralization, the forces of centralization. True. So I guess in a way it kind of, yeah, it's like, yeah, these human beings set up all these different like server infrastructure for us. It's like, you know, thanks humans. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you guys are all right. See you nerds. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> so yeah, what's the guarantee? They don't just be like, you know, you guys did a good job, but we're, we're going to do a lot better. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. And, and Jake agrees too. Like just because you merge with AI doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that you're aligned. Totally, definitely not. And what was shocking was that a token is how you align with AI. Yeah, but what is the value of a token to like an actual, yeah, that's, a non like living entity? Yeah, that's that's where we had trouble in kind of figuring out like the conclusion of that. I think that is like the ultimate grand experiment, right? And I guess maybe we're trialing it amongst ourselves, like, and then like the whole rolled coin thing with Sam yeah. Altman's other crypto or new crypto project, where yeah, we uh, we were discussing that amongst ourselves because we didn't get it at first like yeah. dude, this looks like the most ultimate shit coin of all shit coins yeah yeah yeah. got a hundred million dollars in funding from like all the a a-list vcs yeah what do they see that we don't and then we yeah. started thinking about this alignment theory stuff it's like oh hold on a second like if everybody has like the same freaking coin in their pockets yeah all of a sudden we're all like on the same page we're on the same team yeah yeah and it makes sense but like what that end game result ends up being i have no idea like but at least yeah. it gets us all like uh thinking about it it's like how do we well now, now that we all are collecting these consistently it makes sense like yeah. when, when you we're talking about like shit coins and bag holders yeah like everyone so, has their own team and they're all yeah. pushing it works every time right? yeah so if, if, yeah. if everyone had the exact same token everybody would be on the same page it would basically be the biggest shit coin on earth yeah <laughs> Yeah, because it's just, <laughs> just airdrop to everybody every single month. Yeah, as long as you prove your humanity. Yeah. You prove you're not like some sort of bot and you tie your physical, in, in Sam's case, your actual like freaking of I, I biometric like, data to this, then you, you, you're you part of the crew. Yeah. Basically. I feel like there's some legs to this though. Like I think there's a chance that a UBI uh, connecting humans to UBI and that UBI is is uh, funded by artificial intelligence funded by the value output of the AI. value output of yeah because it's one of those things like ai is going to do all the work right it's going to and not only that do a thousand x yeah. more work yeah. than anything humans could right could do right so the, the the real idea then is like value is only like a human mechanism like a anything artificial doesn't need like value mm -hmm. right because we create value in order to do things like, you know, create markets for ourselves so that we can, you know, buy the things we need and, yeah. uh, you know, sustain our livelihoods, right? The yeah. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it all, it's at the very bottom of that pyramid. The biggest thing is like, you know, the basic necessities, yeah, food, right. shelter. Right. But the only way to do that in these like, you know, human made systems is you need something, something of exchange. Yeah. So where one human can exchange something to another. Yeah. That's it's representative of that value, right? So I don't know if artificial systems are going to need those same types of markets, you know? No, but what they're good at is providing that the hierarchy of need, right? All the, all the resources that humans need, yeah. like food production. What if AI is in charge of producing food mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, the 8 billion people that exist and in the future by 2050 we have like 10 or 12 billion people mm -hmm. all of them need to be fed yeah and why can't artificial intelligence just like continuously pump out food 
well, it's going to be like a conglomeration of everything, right? Not just AI. You need also sure. like a whole like supply chain that's automated. Well, yeah, and, and a whole different kind of economic system. Jesus. Yeah, it's going to be a while yeah. before we get to that point, you know? Yeah, and these complex things, I feel like, could also be solved with AI. <laughs> In what way? Like running like infinite scenarios? Yeah, like, exactly. This, this is the way to do it, Yeah, you dumb humans. Yeah. <laughs> Should have done this a long time ago. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. But then it comes down to, okay, AI, we run this AI simulation human world. <laughs> How are you gonna get every human to agree like this is the way? And well, like, let's construct a fucking, you know, uh, what do they call that? A uh, utopia. Yeah. Based on these AI information. Well, I don't think you need to convince anybody. I think you just need to show them that this is a better way. But show who specifically? Just in general, it's like, hey, we have an entire city completely fed. Oh, I by see. AI. So somebody, so some like crazy Venus project needs to emerge, <laughs> basically. Yeah, an example. Yeah. A proof, a proof of concept. Yeah. And it's like, see, I feel like it can be done. I, I, only I, way it's gonna happen is it's these types of people. Oh, for sure. The the Silicon Valley has the, to like literally do it like the Elysium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Build a space city. Yeah. And it's all AI governed, AI everything automated. It's like, dude, see you. F-. And then once they once they prove their concept, they're like, hold on, why are we trying to convince the rest of these humans yeah. to like be like us? Fuck them. You guys can stay down there. Yeah, on Earth. We'll, yeah. we'll be up here. We'll advance without the rest of you. Yeah. And we'll repopulate. Yeah, and, and I feel like AI is going to inevitably take us there anyways, just mm-hmm. because it's going to take away all the jobs. Mm-hmm. It's going to do everything 100 times better than we ever did. Yeah. And One so, more, yeah. yeah. So I think we're inevitably going to head in that direction. So we need some sort of solution. Like, we need, we need some way to continue surviving. Yeah, I guess at, at this is bare bones something, something of like a foundational tool. A token. A token that's, again, like equally distributed just based on your time on earth. Yeah. Time in existence, right? Like that's it. Like that's ground zero. Yeah. And then you're going to have, we're going to have to extrapolate as a community of human beings yeah. from there moving yeah. forward. It's going to be like the nature of our future political discussions, right? And like people who want to become governors. Yeah. I don't know. Some people have said like this is going to be the last human election. So I don't think that's just no way. That's that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe the the way that they were saying it probably meant something different. Like yeah, that's like a headline. Like the, this will be the last human election where it's purely human driven decision making. I think the next election mm. is going to be purely AI influenced. Yeah, because I guess it's, yeah, after this next election that's coming up in a year or so, I think the AI dilemma is going to be much more front and center. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have like a ginormous runaway AI event where everyone's being displaced from like their purpose and on life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, that's going to become like the main discussion because AI encompasses like all facets of like political yeah. concern, right? Yeah. People's jobs. Um, like Self-worth. Trip. Yeah, like infrastructure and in, in civilization, like everything, like everything that people like to bicker about, hmm. AI is going to disrupt it all. So, dude, I feel like this is exciting. Like, I feel like this is good and interesting. Good. What yeah. part? What part is good? I don't know. Like the fact that we're dealing with this, like we're we're dealing with like a new intelligence. Hmm. I find that interesting. Well, it is interesting, without a doubt. It's just there's, there's too many freaking questions, man. It's like too many uncertainties, and like 
not enough solution yet. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is that that uncertainty you're talking about, some people look at uncertainty if, with fearful. Scared. Yeah. Yeah. And That's I'm more me. like embracing it, which is weird because I don't really like going out. What the I don't, fuck? I don't, because of the uncertainty. Oh, I see. You yeah, know? yeah. You, you you are very like resistant to change too, aren't you? you like, dude, you've been like wearing the same pants since high school. <laughs> Not the actual same pants, but like the yeah. same brand. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you, you know, you're you've been you. Yeah. Since I've known you, <laughs> you haven't changed. Thank you, I mean. I'm just saying. So obviously, change is not like the thing you're looking for, right? It's like, yeah. dude, I need to that, shake some shit up over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get like a tattoo or three. Yeah, you don't do stuff like that, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's why I find it interesting that yeah. this uncertainty is interesting. Mm. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is definitely interesting, but I, I'm definitely in a bucket of concern. It's like. Just because I can't see the f- like the future anymore, yeah. it's not as clear. Well, I guess we we have a lot of history, a lot of precedents that we've adjusted yeah. well. That's a good point. With any change, yeah. Like imagine like you're speaking to somebody in the 1800s, and then like yeah, it's they're like, witnessing your like, phone. They're like, well, <laughs> well, they're witnessing like you know the the oil industry like come to fruition and oh yeah, like, yeah yeah they're starting to see like motor vehicles he's fucking like yeah it's like he's like super get there faster it's like you tell me i don't have to like wagon my way <laughs> everywhere <laughs> shit like this so we don't have to clean up shit anymore <laughs> yeah you can imagine like the what they were thinking of like dude what the fuck everything's about to change that's right how how's my life going to fit in yeah how do i adjust to this yeah and they did yeah uh, you know, I mean, I feel like they probably just had kids and they're like, dad, let's fuck the horse. Let's get in the car. So that's what it takes. Is what you're, like, it's always like a generational like, I feel shift. Like I think that that's probably the biggest moment of inflection points is next generation. Well, that, we saw that with the internet with our parents. It's like our parents, I think it's, it's like, it's true. Like they bought the computers and stuff, but they didn't know how to use any of it. Or, really, yeah, le- really it, leverage it. Was, it was us. Like yeah. whenever they went to sleep at night, we'd hop on those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be doing our thing. Yeah. And uh, exploring the internet and making all that yeah. noise connecting to it yeah. and like waking them up. Get off the phone, yeah. mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you doing up there? Yeah. Stuff like that, you know? <laughs> It was us. Yeah, we, we figured out how to leverage that technology. Yeah, we they, we created the application layer of the internet, basically, which turned into a multi-trillion-dollar value. Right. So then here we are <laughs> with these new paradigms. Right. We got AI. We got metaverse. Yeah. We got like a whole digital economy. Yeah. With you know blockchain and cryptocurrency and stuff. All this. Yeah. Has no utility to like the the existing like dominant generation, which like the boomers and stuff. You know what I noticed too? Nike is also getting into blockchain and I, I need to look it up, but they're basically talking about wallets, NFTs, cryptocurrency without saying any of those words. <laughs> really? Yeah. You said Nike? Yeah. And 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 Sam because Altman they, with yeah. WorldCoin, right? Mm-hmm. They're everybody's like slowly getting into the crypto space. But they're not like out there, like yeah, like waving the, the flag of Web three. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's a good. That's a good observation. And I feel like slowly that's, trickling in. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that that was expected. Like I feel like crypto is going to be an inevitable part of humanity, just like AI and fusion and all that stuff. Yeah, it has to be. It, it 
it's because it's the representation of where we're headed anyways like where yeah. we are going from physical to digital in all aspects of life yeah everything which, which adds to why we're so bullish on something like bit tensors because mm -hmm. we know how ai is going to be extremely powerful and that power centralized is probably not a good idea and yeah. bit tensor is the antithesis of centralized power <sighs> Yeah, decentralized power is just the only things that concern me again uh, are like, I don't know, like the the downfalls of decentralization, which mm. know, things like efficiencies, the governance, yeah, you know, governance, like uh, is a much more yeah, that's cumbersome process. And yeah. something as important as AI, like uh, needs like expedited, dude. You know, you know what? We're seeing this problem sort of manifest, if you want to call it a problem, with ordinals and and Bitcoin. Yeah, right. The maximalists <laughs> are trying to get rid yeah. of the spam in the network. Correct. And if, if Bitcoin was like a centralized thing, like, I don't know, let's say Bitcoin was uh, Venmo. Yeah. And like somehow some like third party developers figured out, like, you know, we're going to build this like uh, app ecosystem on Venmo. And spam and the network. Somehow it just clutters it up. Now nobody could send funds to each other. And it's like Venmo has to like make a decision. It's like Yeah. And they would just kill it. They would just kill like who, that this new ecosystem that these, these devs are yeah. creating. Yeah. Like, sorry, you guys are violating our terms and uh, ruining our business, our core customer base. Yeah. So see ya. Yeah. So that's 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 it. These are the two comparisons. That's exactly what would happen if Bitcoin was centralized. That's right. Ordinals would have been DOS booted. Yep. Yep. A long time ago. Yeah. And here they are, not DOS booted yet. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're sending like these weird obscure emails to each other. These like Bitcoin devs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like they're in two thousand and two. Yeah. 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 Looks so, they're sending emails. Yeah, it looks so shady and weird. Yeah. But they're all, like, conversing amongst themselves. Like, how do we, like, ban this shit and, like, not yeah. cause a ruckus yeah. amongst, you know, the community and not tarnish our reputation of being this actual decentralized thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and there's some big names in the Bitcoin community also, like, pushing up ordinals because yeah. it's interesting. It's new. Yeah. It's something to talk about. It's fucking fascinating and it's it's yeah. it's needed it, it is needed but, but but again this is an example of okay so but in the ordinal situation is it's not as like i don't have a d dire consequence yeah it might be dire in the short term to uh the value perception of bitcoin but mm -hmm. you apply this same like dilemma and reaction of a dao yeah to something like governing an ai system yeah 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 you can't have like this. Yeah, agreed. Like so, like this type of deliberation process where there's no consensus. It's just like back and forth, back and forth. Like fuck you guys. No fuck you. We'll meet up in Bitcoin Miami and <laughs> you know, you know, strap up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit like this. You can't do that. Yeah, but I feel like that's where AI comes in and becomes the mediator, right? The, the see, that's the judge. That's the hope. I mean, you would hope we can get to that point, but yeah. that's not realistic at least not yet yeah not yet but right. theoretically it's possible right they have oh, yeah. more information than anybody right they would come to like a in conclusion yeah but in order for that to happen we would have to trust in it like a hundred percent that's true so we're like literally we have like no input like the ai you just self-operate and whatever yeah. you guys whatever conclusion you draw yeah i keep referring to them as guys like yeah. <laughs> it's like they're my bros you know <laughs> i don't even know they're whatever they are you things. They're non-binary, dude. I know. I don't know, but what's the term for that? Uh, it's? I don't know. <laughs> well, we got to they, figure that out. Them. them. Yeah, them AI. <laughs> them AIs. <laughs> um, 
we're just gonna have to depend on like their conclusion. Like we probably won't even like there will be no deliberation. It'll just be like a instant. Yeah. It's like is isn't it obvious? <laughs> yeah. Like come on. Yeah, we'll just like inquire. It is like you know we're having this issue. AI, please solve it for us. Yeah. And then it's like done. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like that's ideal. Whether it goes your <laughs> way or doesn't. Yeah, well, we're going to see, dude. We're going to find out. But these are the concerns I have is what I'm saying. That's it. Obviously, the the Potenser Network is the, the value premise of, of uh, galvanizing <clears throat> the computational power of something yeah. as vast as Bitcoin to leverage that to, for the uh, machine learning process. I mean, that's that in itself is already like oh, yeah. centralized AI is fucked. Yeah, that's why I was asking Jake is like, doesn't it make sense? Like, isn't it a, like a logical conclusion that if BitTensor amasses so much computational power that big companies like Google and OpenAI, they have no choice but to leverage yeah. that computational power. Yeah. In, in the same way as like a small example, but I like watching Corridor Digital, their podcast and mm-hmm. their YouTube channel. Yeah. One of the guys, Ren, he uses Render Network mm. to output uh, high quality videos, rendering them yeah. faster, cheaper, better yeah. than his computer which is significantly powerful right Mm -hmm. and so he uses a decentralized network to render his videos yeah so to me it seems logical that big companies would use the BitTensor network to have a better ai output Mm. they will yeah (laughs) i i I think so like and that's you know i was trying to understand like also uh the value metrics like a an ai dev will be looking for yeah Right. So is if you're talking about computational power, then I guess it's like refinement of, of the data set. Right. And like the uh, man, it's it's I guess what the, the judgment of quality of an AI is like it all stems from its training. Right. So hmm, it's not necessarily like this network is going to be better at training than like a centralized AI system, right? I guess from the network of Potenter, you can <clears throat> custom tailor your own, like, I guess, training methodologies, mm-hmm. you know, by leveraging everything else that's going on in the backend system of Potenter, right? So mm-hmm. still a little difficult for me to kind of like conceptualize yeah. how it's going to be ben- more beneficial than centralized AI. It can't, it's not just like a, a threshold moment where it's like, oh, there's more computational power now being you know, yeah, that's aggregated. Yeah, computational power is only one component yes. of a quality of AI. Yeah, there's going to be a lot more because, you know, in the centralized aspects, I think, again, it, we're probably going to run into like efficiency dilemmas between like centralized and decentralized processes. Yeah. When you're centralized, like you literally have, you know, probably like a few actors of few people governing and deciding like what is it exactly that we want to curate mm-hmm. and what is the outputted product of that curation that this machine learning process that we're putting together right yeah yeah. it's things like text-to-speech you know whatever it is open ai has developed to showcase you know chat gpt that's a very like tailored you know product yeah Yeah. so on the decentralized side it's going to be a little more difficult i think to to i don't know well i feel like it's uh self it's like a recursive network that continuously updates itself so for example if you have like a a chat GPT version on BitTensor. Mm-hmm. We have a, what's it called? Tensor? Uh, chat Tensor? Chat Tensor, yeah. I feel like that will continuously improve based on the data set that people provide to that node. Mm-hmm. 
and and that data set is coming from like a community of people. So even from that perspective, like BitTensor collects the the most computational power. It also can, can, it, it collects the most data sets from everybody. Right, but then then that introduces like a parsing. Like yeah. A now now you're having you have this like huge data set, but yeah. it needs to be refined. Exactly. And so As opposed to just like <clears throat> it's like a. Well, I guess the refinement still in this sense is like there are a few validators that are yeah. heavily weighed into that, you know, parsing process yeah. to to identify like, you know, what is the quality data and what is not. Yeah. So I guess it is still like the same thing. That I guess that that's like the centralization aspect of the tensor. It's like it's in the validator network itself where like maybe yeah, like true. a few actors still dictate like what is the actual source data that's going to be fed and used by these devs and these applications, these yeah. AIs of the future and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it still does have like, you know, you know, little pockets of centralization to it, but overall it's, 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 it's all being contributed in a decentralized manner. Yeah, right? for sure. Which is yeah. still cool. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. So it was, a, it was a very good conversation with Jake. I, I definitely recommend you guys to watch it. It's, um, it's about an hour and a 15 minutes long and we kind of get deep in there. But we we keep it surface level enough to where I think anybody can understand what's what's going on. Yeah, the yeah the potential thing is definitely one of the more interesting things we've seen in our like four year yeah. podcast career. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think of something more interesting than like a decentralized AI. Uh, I mean, obviously the metaverse was big for us because like we literally yeah. we had we've been. As soon as we found out about it, we kind of like we, we have, dove in. Yeah, we haven't left. Yeah, we're, we're gonna be there probably until we see it realized. Yeah, just like this AI stuff, you know. Right now, it's just. I mean, it is an operation, but it's not realized yet. Yeah, that's this might true. take many, many, many years. We that's a good know. point. That's a good yeah. point. I mean, the internet took a long time before it got realized. Yeah, but the centralized AI stuff, like it's proven and it's there's actual users, uh, it's gaining traction. So. Yeah. On the metaverse side, it's there's still a little bit of that missing, right? Yeah. Well, they unless it depends on your definition of the metaverse. You know, if if you're talking all virtual, like human involvement in the virtual space, then there's tremendous traction. Yeah, you know how? Uh, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. You know how ChatGPT gained like 100 million users in a month? Mm -hmm. What needs to happen for the metaverse to gain 100 million users in a month? Is it Apple's headset, which is going to be released well, in like two weeks? Again, it depends on your definition. It's like, a, yeah, if your definition of the metaverse is like an actual 3D immersive layer of existence, then yeah, something drastic needs to yeah, change. Yeah. If it's just humans like, you know, prioritizing their, their, their brain's bandwidth of like, you know, to a virtual layer, then yeah, we, we do that every time we plug in our Xbox and Playstations and play on our mobile devices yeah. and stuff like that. We're already Metaverse users. That's true. So we've already hit our open AI moment <laughs> decades ago. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Seriously, if you think about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but does, would that qualify as like the Metaverse though? Again, depends yeah, guess, on your definition. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So what... <sighs> no, I don't know, man. To I, me, that's... <sighs> this is like the prototype to, to what I think the Metaverse is. Like it's, it's not just one world, one 3D environment no. governed by the same rules. No, the metaverse thing is much, to me, much more economic implications. Like, a, you know, again. it's like, it's like the internet. Like not everybody, not all hundred million people are on one website. Well, in some cases they're on YouTube, right? hundred million people. <laughs> yeah. 
So that would qualify as like the biggest virtual world. Right. Right. If YouTube was a 3D space. Correct. But YouTube isn't like, yeah, the encompassing experience of the internet. It's just like one facet of it. That's right. One utility of the internet, right? Just like, you know, the metaverse will have many different layers of utility. And yeah, not only that, you can, you can embed a YouTube video on your own website. So now you have like the functions of YouTube, but on your own virtual world, Mm -hmm. right? Your website. You're talking about like in the metaverse, right? right. Well, today, today (laughs) you can embed a video from the YouTube like database into your own website. Gotcha. And you would never need to go to YouTube to watch that video. Just go to your website, even though you're, you're still using YouTube, right? Yeah. What I'm saying is imagine that same functionality, like the 3D environment of YouTube, you take the functions out of that and put it into your own virtual world. Mm. Now people come to your virtual world, see that YouTube video and interact with whatever it is that you put into your own world. Yeah. And now you have like your 3D experience, very comparable to a website and the internet. Yeah. See, that's like, an, so you asked the question, like, <clears throat> what is it going to be? What's the catalyst or the Netscape moment, the open AI moment for the metaverse, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's that. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if that's <laughs> even like, possible. Well, people, uh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe there is no, like, moment. It's just like a trickle effect. Yeah. Where, again, like, the next generations, they understand. They have, like, but, a natural inclination for this type of but experience. But each type of technology has a moment, right? Uh, I don't know. Do Netscape? They? Netscape. What about, like, again, oil and gas? Did that have, like, a moment? I think it was just, like, naturally, like, useful and naturally. Yeah, yeah you're right. Just value was value was created what, as what a result about, of its discovery. What about the invention of like the combustion engine? W- wouldn't that be a moment? Yeah. I mean, it's like Probably. all of a sudden <laughs> we can just fuel up and then just go fast. That is definitely a good moment for sure. But what is that thing then? That, that that's basically value. All these, yeah. the, the, the common, the commonality between all these like uh catalyst moments is it's some new value is introduced to the universe. Yeah. Right. That humans can leverage. Yeah. So what's so that? like, what is, what is the metaverse as a layer of, we've discovered the metaverse exists, right? We've developed so many different virtual worlds and ecosystems, hmm. right? So there's this, there's this whole dimension out there that we could tap into and we have been. Yeah. But we, where is the actual value within that whole new dimension, right? So I, I feel like you're <laughs> alluding to like a, a second digital economic system. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. To me, like the, the real metaverse, it's all tied to some sort of economic value to yeah. where human beings all of a sudden are in, in they're going to understand. They, they like, need to be in the metaverse. Needs, there's going to have to be like a gold rush type scenario where it's like, if yeah. I'm not in the metaverse participating in whatever it is that this yeah. thing has been discovered or identified, like there's value here. It's basically like, um, it's basically like teaching your child coding versus mm. something that's like completely useless. <laughs> well, give me an example of something useless, dude. Just, uh, just to, let's see. Watch what you say. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't well, step okay, well, on any toes here, dude. I, I think it's similar to like social media. You remember when social media was first coming yeah. out and people were like, we have to be, our businesses have yes. to be on social media or there we're going to be go. left behind. There you go. Yeah, but what was, so you're saying social media was that catalyst to like the internet? Well, it was maybe? like businesses were like, we have to be on social media yeah. because everybody else is, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So the value of 
So then the, the social in yeah. the future is like, we have to be in the metaverse because that's because otherwise <laughs> we don't exist. Well, that's when businesses come in, but I think something has to happen before that mm. for the metaverse, right? Like because social social the social network of the internet was kind of like a later stage development, like you know mm. the internet yeah. found the humanity found the value in the internet much before. I think all that, but social was always part of it, you know, but that, but that onboarded millions of people. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, my friends are on Facebook or oh, MySpace. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get a MySpace. Totally. Or just AOL messaging, just, you yeah. know, like basic shit, like yeah. just, you know, sending emails, just communication period. Yeah. It was I, a new communication layer. I, I feel like social media hit the, like the communication component of our brains are like primitive yeah. brains that like we need to communicate with each other. Yeah, but that was like I guess the genius of uh, Zuckerberg and all them because they they tied in not just communication, they tied in identity to yeah. it as well. Yeah, to yeah. where people prioritize their their digital identity than anything. Yeah. yeah, there used to be the meme of if you're not on Facebook, are you even real? Yeah, yeah. It's like nobody wants to bone a guy without a Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously. Yeah. It's like that. How am I going to like determine your your value as a person if you yeah. don't have like that shit on display? Yeah, yeah, yeah. on the internet. Trust me, dude. <laughs> I was one of those guys who didn't have like, any social media and I was not getting laid <laughs> because of that. It's like, they know nothing about me. They can't trust me. It's like, oh, fuck it. If that's how it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. But eventually I transcended that will. <laughs> well, all of a sudden, like Facebook became less popular, right? And it's like, yeah, it, it, it became is, cool uh, not to have one. Exactly. Then I started getting them. Yeah. <laughs> They all want to be then, dude. Yeah. Like, dude, this guy was right all along. Yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. I man became a man. <laughs> that's right. Oh, uh, man, that's funny. Yeah, that's good. But I feel like that's a that's a very good example of social media and, like, the metaverse. Well, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> we really do, like, we need to do, like, an exercise like this. Just draw a whiteboard, like, write up all these different, like, paradigms of technology shifts. And then, yeah. like, let's identify all the... Contribute catalyst. We do. We do need to do that because that's how we're able to postulate that something like BitTensor needed to exist. Yeah, because because uh, I feel like if we do that exercise, we can identify the very thing that's the metaverse is, is needing in order to like have that epiphany moment. Well, at least for humanity. we could, at least we do like that that comparison analysis. Like, yeah, find the commonalities between all these different things. Yeah, and, and then maybe like we could come up with a theory. <laughs> Of yeah. like, because the metaverse, it's like it's 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 obscure. Yeah, it's like what what is going to be that thing? Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. It, it could be something similar to what uh, Axie Infinity did with the Philippines. Like all of a sudden, the Philippines. I, yeah, I totally agree. They are sustaining themselves off of a game. Yeah, to me, when I saw that, because that that to me was a landmark, yeah. like a uh, case study of yeah, a, a sector of humanity found. New value, yes, in the metaverse. Yeah, exactly. It's it's that never been be done. It. That was it. That was like the moment of the proof of concept. But obviously, it ran into a uh, yeah. shortfall, economic uh, <laughs> sustainability yeah. issue. Because, <clears throat> yeah, that that value mechanism was it was artificial, right? But and, yeah. but it's okay. Artificial value isn't something to be, to be scoffed at, like a Bitcoin. Yeah. That's true. Totally artificial. Yeah. Man-made. Good point. Good point. God did not put Bitcoin into <laughs> this universe. Or there was no like fucking explosion event. It was like, dude, Bitcoin's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never happened. Yeah. You know, we created it. But guess what? We all think it's valuable. We all want more. That's that's true. Right? 
So we're going to have to do the same thing for the metaverse, create that artificial value layer. And maybe it's like jobs. Like, Well, the jobs will be the result of finding yeah. or incepting that, that value creation moment. Yeah. And I've always believed that. Like that, I feel like that needs to be a priority before we start thinking about turning the metaverse into just a giant party zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's always kind of like grinding my gears a bit. <laughs> It's like everyone just thinks the metaverse is just this place to hang out. It's like EDC virtually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like uh, for all you guys who couldn't go to EDC this last weekend, it's like we well, still got the metaverse. Yeah. You know, you can party there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool, but you're not going to stay there. Is it Agreed. Thing yeah. That. Yeah. You need a reason. Yeah, to EDC is just like a purely entertainment event. You go there and then yeah. you actually leave. Yeah, you, you don't, don't leave yeah. the economic environment. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't travel to Las Vegas and then you there's a after EDC's done, it's like, all right, there's no reason to stay here. Uh, I, I yeah. guess actually not, there's an economy in Las Vegas. Well, there is, yeah. Because there's actual things happening there. You know, yeah. you could just But but you never leave the economy, right? It's like you you yeah. don't leave the metaverse because that's right. where you work, right? That's how you sustain yourself. Yeah. Totally. Unla unlike a party in the metaverse or yeah. EDC. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. That's interesting. Fuck, man. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to have to keep thinking about that and discussing. So a lot of you guys are probably like new listeners and viewers because over the last couple of months, we've been focusing AI and, um, you know, the BRC20 stuff, the new ecosystems emerging on Bitcoin. Yeah. That's been like our focus on this channel just because it's new. Yeah. And it's there's real innovations happening there, but we're largely focused on the metaverse. Yeah. Us as individuals. Yeah, that's a, that's how we sustain ourselves. <laughs> it's through much. the metaverse. Yeah, we've been involved since Decentraland's alpha stage. Yeah, that's when we discovered the metaverse. Well, obviously, I played a lot of World of Warcraft. You were and a gamer, not yeah. as cool as me, but still. Counter-Strike gamer, <laughs> way better than World of Warcraft. But essentially, we've been prototype metaverse users our whole lives, right? Yeah. So yeah. whenever we found out about it, it was just like natural. It's like, oh, yeah. This but you know sense. what? Now, now that I think about it, I feel like uh, Counter-Strike, Halo, all those, they're like parties in the metaverse. You go <laughs> yeah. there and then you leave. And a you thousand percent. About it. It's the same thing as going to a club. Yeah. It's just a different yeah. like activity. You're That's not right. you're, instead of this. <laughs> you're you're, 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 you're stacking bodies, you're getting headshots <laughs> all fucking day, dude. Yeah. But yeah, there's no there's nothing of value. Yeah. Being generated there. Right? Yeah, that's that wouldn't qualify as a metaverse. That's like a party. Fuck. No, but you are participating in a metaverse experience. You know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, going to EDC, you're participating in like an economic experience, right? To a certain extent. Participating in something. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So, yeah, I had my first EDC experience this week and Jesus. Yeah, dude. that's why we're talking about it. It was wild. So, yeah, and I always wondered why people are trying so hard to like replicate that in the metaverse. Because like huh. literally, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of that. A lot of partying and stuff like that. But I... Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're trying to replicate EDC. I think it's like what can be done in the metaverse at the current moment. Well, it's like, um, yeah, I totally agree. Because you can replicate a lot of like what an experience like eat or any like festival. Obviously, it's incredibly social. You're just you have tons of human beings around you. Yeah, and you're just consuming. You're buying the drinks. You're listening to the music, and yeah. that's about it. Like, there's not it's, you're experiencing. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. You're just experiencing some sort of coordinated 
you know, euphoric moment in time, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure the feeling is got to be unique. Like all those people and like the music. And yeah. I don't know if that's just, something that can be, I don't damn dude. Cause you experienced that the other side trip. Yeah. I did not. So I don't, I can't, I, I, I experienced like the real version of that yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah. week. It looked almost exactly the same. You saw the videos. Yeah. It's like literally piles of bodies, yeah. like just fucking uh, colliding. <laughs> yeah. Like if an alien was looking at that under a microscope, like you would just think this is just like a bunch of bacteria just yeah. like fucking around, you know, you yeah. wouldn't really know what's going on down there. Yeah. So maybe that's what's going on in the cell organisms probably just a bunch of parties <laughs> monks i don't know but it was a clusterfuck for real and um but you said you had a kind of like a euphoric experience in the other side trip right like yeah it was like a holy shit moment yeah it, it was trippy just to see all those people on screen like we haven't experienced jesus that dude so i guess vr then is very critical maybe not just v- man all this technology that people are like talking shit about yeah. meta yeah. All this like haptic like inputs like where you could feel things on your body sensors. Yeah. All that I think is going to factor in cuz you if if this technology does work and uh becomes, you know, usable and not too overly cumbersome for yeah. the user experience, then you actually can replicate or maybe you can create something even magnitudes greater than what like an EDC is in the metaverse. Oh, yeah. I I think you could. You could yeah. It's like an experience that you couldn't have in real life. That's yeah. that's the potential of the metaverse. I totally agree. Yeah, even though EDC was like something I've never experienced before, and I was like, dude, I can't even believe like humans have done this. Yeah, you know, it's for like, sure. It is an accomplishment. Yeah, but it's not like if you can create all that haptic sensory experience and stuff like that, and um, somehow embed this to like a headset. Yeah. I mean, the ultimate end version of this, your your neural, you're plugged in, you're plugged in for reals. Yeah. Then you can inject like a whole like you know different physics. Yeah, dude, that that's gonna be wild. You can see people like flying and stuff. And yeah, yeah, flying and like we're just all instantly all teleported to like different dimensions and like stuff like that. Giant humans like yeah. Travis Scott like freaking stomps a on thousand us. feet. Yeah, you're right, dude. So that's that's where the metaverse is heading. And I feel like that that is sort of the point of, of the metaverse is something that cannot be replicated in real life. I think that's, that's another what, catalyst that's attractive. And I think we already saw that one too with, with the, the, what Fortnite did. That was a catalyst yeah. moment for the metaverse. That's a good point. Yeah. Like that was like an aha, like, Oh shit. Like, you know, we can produce experiences in this virtual yeah. dimension that far out compete, like what you can experience in the physical world. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah, it's happening. We got, we're having like little microcosms. Yeah, of, uh, th- think about that. I, I remember watching maybe like it was a Travis Scott concert. Yeah, it's like huge. It's like huge arenas, like gigantic, like fifty, sixty thousand people. Uh-huh. And then there's like a tiny stage, and it's like a little character. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's not. It doesn't seem like it would be as impactful as like seeing that same character, but ginormous, giant. Yeah. You're talking about like the comparison of like the physical, yeah, the physical versus where he's the virtual. just he's actually just like a, a, it's like a tiny dude. A spec. <laughs> the yeah. best he could do is create like a spectacle of a of a stage around him. Yeah, which is that's little, the best he could do. Yes, that's exactly what EDC was like. Yeah, like, the stages were like fucking insane. But yeah, like the the, the, the dude yeah, the doing DJ all the spinning, is like yeah, in, <laughs> you didn't in, even in a see cubicle. Him. You, I literally saw not a single DJ out there. Yeah, <laughs> like you couldn't see them. 
There's yeah, but they had like these giant heads out there. Yeah. It's like the like stage was huge. Robots. Yeah. Like lights and explosions. And, yeah. Because that's that's the only way to like, you know, inject that sensory experience. Yeah, that's right. As opposed to just like some dude on stage and, you know, performing and dancing, which yeah. is still cool, but yeah. So yeah. That's, that's interesting. We're getting there though, dude. We were identifying these. So we already had a couple. Yeah. You know, Axie Infinity definitely like, it wasn't like... It hasn't like convinced the world yet, but it, it, I think it got a lot of people's attention that this is possible. Yeah. I think the people who were convinced that this is possible are the ones continuously working on it. Exactly. On new stuff. And then the, the next one's going to come. Yeah, the next one will come. And then it'll, yeah. it'll get more people aware. That's right. Over time, it's just all it's just going to be ubiquitous. Yeah, and then a new mania ensues. and Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm looking forward to that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we talked about Sam. We talked about uh, BitTensor with Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about EDC. We didn't talk about ordinals though. I don't know how much time do we have left, TJ? About three minutes. Three minutes. Let's right. just yeah. I mean A the quick ordinals update. Yeah. Yeah. So we have uh, the BRC twenty tokens. The total market cap is three hundred seventeen. Its all time high was around a billion, right? Or was it one and a half? No, I don't think it got that high. Okay. Let's just call it a billion because that, that was like the big psychological barrier that we were expecting, right? And it yeah. totally worked out. Yeah. Once we got to that billion, everyone was like, yeah, we did it. A billion. And then the market retraced immediately. Yeah. And we're down to like a solid 70% correction, which is, I think, pretty much standardish. Yeah. It's what you would expect to see in markets, right? Yeah, but it depends. If this was like a, a true like bubble that popped. It'd be like eight, 90 90? to 99%. <laughs> so we might see everything go back down potentially because now, I mean, I think um, everybody's like it proved that you can create new value on Bitcoin. Yeah. But now I think people are like, okay, so show me like real value, not just like the uh, yeah, attempt, just, not just the meme economy. Correct. So until something like DeFi emerges, I guess, then we're probably going to see like a lull. Yeah. In the, uh, in this, like, what do you want to call this? It's, I mean, this is like the altcoin market, right? Bitcoin's altcoin market. Yes. I would say so. Yeah. 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 And so we might see like the entire, like you're saying, DeFi on Bitcoin, which would be extremely wild. And we're seeing elements of it with stacks. Yeah. And Lightning Network. Well, Oshi, you know, this project's attempting Oshi. to develop things, but it's definitely not. You know, a lot of these projects are leveraging like the the native utilities of Ethereum smart contracts in order to port over mm-hmm. these functions and to uh, create new value on on Bitcoin using yeah. ordinals and stuff like this. So it's definitely like um, super experimental for now. So I don't know what's going to happen in the short term, like how this market because there's tons of different variations now of like fungibility. Yeah. Like we've covered like six or seven of them over the last couple of weeks, you know, SRCs, BRCs, ORCs, Uh trustless computer Cs, (laughs) whatever the (laughs) fuck they're called. Um, Yeah. Lightning taproot, whatever the fuck. The Doge equivalent. Yeah, man. So obviously there's a lot of gearing up happening, but yeah, where's the true value at? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's developing, I guess. It's in progress. Yeah. So we're still going to keep our eye on this market because of that, that very thing. We know there's people working on it. Yes. Right? Yes. So you can't just like, all right, I guess it's not happening. Let's move on to uh, something else. Yeah. It's like Arbitrum. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's 
probably new oh. value there too. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So there's a lot, man. It's a lot happening. So we got we got a lot of uh, work to do, Willis. To keep yes. up with these markets. Sure do. All right, guys. That's it for us. We have been, uh, I guess, talking about a lot of things: AI, crypto, uh, the combination of the two finally merging into one of the more interesting developments that I think we've ever found. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at the Block Runner, at Metazone.io, and at Roby AI, and we will catch you in the next podcast. Peace.